Good evening, everybody. It is Tuesday, April 1st, 2014. Seriously. And it's time for 10 Dozen Minutes with Jick and Mr. Skullhead, featuring Jick and Mr. Skullhead, starring Jick and Mr. Skullhead, starring Mr. Skullhead as Jick and Jick as Mr. Skullhead. I'm Jick, and Mr. Skullhead is in an undisclosed location. Is that our, uh, oh, oh, right. Sorry. I didn't mean to step on your joke. I was, I was asking earlier. I was thinking earlier of asking if the joke was that we were playing each other. I think we've been playing each other for years. <clears throat> I think that's probably true, Jick. I'm just playing you, Mr. Skullhead. Yeah, that, that can stop immediately. It's what, fine. um, I can never remember, and I think maybe it changes as you get older and grouchier, what you actually feel about April Fool's. I kind of like what the web does with it in the, like, <clears throat> everybody knows that it's a day to just make up news stories and post them. So if something's cleverly done, then I like it. Like, uh, Swift Key came out with a little bit of video about how they had developed a Swift Key for physical keyboards with just people like running their hands swipe style across actual keyboards. That was funny. Uh, somebody posted the, uh, or Netflix posted that they had picked up Firefly for a reunion, uh, and that was not funny. Yeah, that's just mean. I mean, it's also like, even though I wasn't taken in by it, I just thought it, it wasn't clever. Like, yeah. it's just a thing that a lot of people want. Like, if Netflix has picked up Dukes of Hazard for new episodes is funny. Kind of. You know, it's funnier than Firefly. But it's also like, I don't know. I, I feel like we've had, while while I like the idea of the, like, initiation ritual prank as a sort mm. of a, a team bonding thing... What I don't like is a joke where the joke is that you said something that isn't true. Uh-huh. Uh, like, just to just to make somebody feel like a fool for believing it. And I feel like if you make an April Fool's joke on the web that isn't obvious enough that it is a joke by, say, not being funny enough, or or just like... I don't know. I mean, like, Kickstarter sent out an email that was like, hey, we've gone back to the original name of the site, which is just Kickstarter with no E in it, which I'm like, yeah, okay. Sure. <laughs> I get, like, I guess that was worth hitting the delete button in Google Mail. Oh, they've also changed the name of Gmail to Google Mail. Yeah, but it's Google without an E at the end. Hmm. And it's mail spelled M-A-L-E, but without an E at the end. <laughs> Uh, Google them all, Lord of the Pit. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, as far as the like, your girlfriend tells you she's pregnant. April Fools, nah. You know, I haven't felt the need to just make something up to freak out my friends in years. They're like, go get some headlight fluid. Like, ha ha. You, you're, the new you're guy. just mad because you had no idea that there was no such thing as headlight fluid. I'm not mad about that. I'm mad that like, and this never even happened to me anywhere, but right. the thing that makes me mad about that is what you are doing is you are taking somebody who it's very important that they learn a bunch of shit and believe the people who are better at them than shit in order to like be good at their jobs, which is an important thing for the world. You're training them to not believe anything that anyone says because it's apt as not to be just some made up bullshit. So you think in that case, it's not team bonding, it's kind of working against the whole stated goal of the Enterprise? I know that that's 
not really true, but yes, that is what it feels like. <coughs> I just mostly don't like lying, you know? Hmm. Or laying, whichever. I can never remember which one is correct. I wouldn't... I would say that I don't like lying, but that would be something you don't like. <sighs> so you were on a trip. You had a busy day yesterday. What? What? What's going on, Mr. Skullhead? What's going on in your life? I feel like it's been a month since we recorded, because I'm pretty sure it has been a month since we recorded. And, uh, at least, yeah. We had the... Uh, or I didn't mean at least. I meant the opposite of at least. Like... On the outside edge, it is probably a month. What is it? What? How would you say that? At m- most, it's been at most a month, sure, <laughs> but close, close to the the most end of that thing. Yeah, close to the, close to the most, the closest with the most. Yeah. Uh, so the spring cloister, the cloister that is moister, the moister cloister. We actually started uh, that terminology when we're playing Carcassonne because there is a cloister card that gets points when it's surrounded by other terrain cards. So we decided that when somebody plays a card next to your cloister, they are making your cloister moister. Okay. Not like a card with water on it necessarily. No, it doesn't need a river or anything. Just the cloister enjoys being enclosed. Is there any, uh, Oh, I guess, I guess that makes some sense. Is there uh is there water in Carcassonne? I don't even remember. There are the expansion we play with has rivers. And uh, lakes, rivers, Tan not rivers, Cuomo. just <clears throat> just lake, lakes. Uh, yeah, it has rivers, phoenixes, and uh, Tams, Tam, <laughs> Joaquins. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this week is uh, spring break for my wife, but she had the opportunity to pick up like a, a really decent chunk of change for doing some extra tutoring on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of this week. So instead of going on a week-long trip, as we had planned, we decided to do a little weekend and go to St. Louis and go to the City Museum again Okay, and go to their zoo. Are you sure it's tutoring and not just a, uh, honey, I'll be right back. I'm going to go do a bunch of short-term, extremely lucrative work tutoring. <laughs> I don't understand why the tutoring appointments are scheduled in 10 minute increments. Mm-hmm. Largely I in the figure, middle of the night and in cars. Yeah. I, I figure, I, you know, I think the, the, the kinds of work that I'm insinuating that take place in cars are probably not super lucrative. Yeah. Well, you get like a hundred bucks a pop. Yeah, it's a hundred bucks for 10 minutes. How did it go? I made a hundred dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, that is a great joke, isn't it? Because it's true. If it were lying, you wouldn't enjoy it. That's that's true. See, damn it! I know we've gone over this before, but there is a difference between lying and making shit up. Uh-huh. And making shit up is okay and funny, and categorically different from lying. Is if somebody asks you. Hey, are you lying? You'll be like, no, I'm making shit up. So the thing I said wasn't true, but it wasn't a lie. Sure. If I say I had a childhood friend whose name was Tom and he was in a wheelchair, that would be a lie. If I said I had a childhood friend whose name was Farthole and was only a head, that would be making <laughs> that would be making shit up. So right? he was also in a wheelchair, I'm guessing. Well, it was more like a. More like a wheel plate. No, I'm good. A plate with wheels on it? I'm yeah, looking. It's just like a lazy yeah. Susan. 
And when he had a sister named Lazy Susan. Who was only legs, but she still wouldn't walk anywhere. I don't think that's lazy so much as dead. <laughs> you think they could have had like a symbiotic brotherhood. What do you call it? a sibling ship? What do what is the relationship, the noun form of the relationship that a brother and a sister share? Yeah, I know. A sibling probably because of yeah, in modern times, because of the way that language is, it probably is just like a, you know the fraternity of brothers and sisters. The way the language is like keeping the black woman down. Yeah, the way it's calling the Susan lazy. Was your friend lazy Susan also black? Mm-hmm. If okay. um. Yeah, if it, if that thing had had a man's name, it would have been like a versatile Larry, <laughs> right? You just frame it differently. Men are assertive. Little boys are assertive. Little girls are bossy. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> no, yeah. So your weekend trip, you went to the city museum. Did you jump in a bus? The this time the roof was closed, so we didn't get to go all the way up there and freak ourselves out with that okay. shit. The opposite of a roof is what that sounds like. Uh, the, Isn't a closed it, roof just another floor? <laughs> well, no, you'd want your roof to be closed to the elements, right? Mm -hmm. This was closed for people to visit it. Is the elements what you refer to minorities as now? Yeah, you know, the bad elements. <laughs> exactly. The... Uh, but no, we... So we spent a lot more time on the outside where there's the giant just crawling around thing made out of steel and airplanes and fire trucks and shit all welded together. And that was super fun. I think I saw a photograph of that recently on Reddit or some such. I wonder if somebody scraped it from my Facebook feed and posted it. Oh, maybe they did. That's usually because what happens a, on Reddit is things get unattributed. Found on Facebook. I should actually show you the picture of the tunnel that I crawled through because it was, it was kind of madness. Madness in a good way or madness in a bad way? Uh, no, like, well, terrifying. So it's like 30 feet in the air, this tunnel that's made of just kind of a mesh of welded together wire that starts out wide enough for me to comfortably crawl in it and in the middle kind of constricts to being not so much wide enough for me to comfortably crawl and then gets wide at the end. And I, for some reason, my the claustrophobia that I have doesn't bother me in the city museum, probably because there's too much awesome around. Yeah. But we, uh, so we got to that tunnel, like Jess crawled through it and Oliver was next and he's like, I don't want to do that. And I said, Oh, come on, son. We didn't come here to be timid. We were all going to do it. So, uh, he started through and then I realized that meant that I had to go through and, uh, mildly terrified, but then I did it and I'm alive and that's fine. Whenever I see pictures of people like spelunking, <clears throat> it reminds me, fuck no. That sounds like a thing that I would like doing, but fuck no, it is not. I like the uh, the way it is. Like in the city museum, the bottom couple of or the bottom story is a network of caves and tunnels, and that is enough spelunking for me. Like it's an enclosed space with electric lights every now and again. Yeah, and that is designed to be navigated by a person, as opposed to like this is just where these rocks landed. Uh huh. You know, or we're carved out by a slow dripping of water. It's like, I really want to go back to Ruby Falls. I want to take all of my loved ones back to Ruby Falls to show them Ruby Falls. You know, it's one of these days when I get some loved ones. 
The one in Tennessee? Yeah. Because I really, really like, like, that was really, like, inspiring to me as a kid. But thinking about it, like, that's fucking scary. Like, how was I not scared shitless of that when I was a kid? Like... You know, when they turn off the lights and it's just dark as hell? But just thinking about, like, like, I get nervous on the, in the low floors of tall buildings. Right? Thinking about, like, fuck, there is a lot of really heavy, sharp shit supported above me. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know, man. You gotta not think about it. I was taking a bath earlier. I was taking a bath earlier. That's weird. But I was taking a bath earlier, and I was thinking... Man, what what is it about this that makes me trust that piling up all this weight on top of whatever random beams in the garage happen to be underneath this bathtub is going to work? And I'm guessing the the fact that the people who built it knew what they were doing because they were required by law to know what they're doing. Oh, so you're saying regulation is the answer, huh? Yep. Yeah, no, you're probably right. I mean, and probably because they design the structure of a house to support, say, three times the weight that they expect to ever be in there. Well, what they do is they put a bathtub up there and then they fill it with water. And if it collapses, then they build the whole thing again, only stronger. And then they put the bathtub and fill it with water. And if it doesn't collapse, they put another bathtub there and fill it with water. Yeah, that's uh, so they built houses like they built software. Yeah, and Bridges. Okay, good. Jeff Bridges. What else did you do in St. Louis? I went to their uh, their zoo, which was fun. I must have yeah. I must have gone to the St. Louis Zoo as a kid because I grew up a hundred years from there. <laughs> well, the British in- the, the British think I grew up a hundred years from there. <laughs> How is it? It's huge and super fun. They had. Uh, they're the first zoo I've been to that have multiple viewing stations for the for the exhibit. So, like, you know, anytime you want to see rapper exhibit, you can go to multiple spots and look at him. Is from one various of the spots angles. inside one of the other spots? Exactly. Oh yes. Um, so, like, the things that are outside, you're like, here's the chimpanzee enclosure. Like, oh fuck, the chimps are all over there. Like, no, just walk around this path, and then you can go over there where they are and look at them. It's like, that seems really simple, but it's not a thing that a lot of zoos have, where you can actually go to where the animals are and poke them. Well, not poke them, but look at them. So I enjoyed it. I got sunburned. Got my first sunburn of the year. Yeah, exciting. Right on the top of my head. That the, the worst place to be sunburned? I mean, you wouldn't know, but... Is it really? Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, because it's like... Getting in the shower with a sunburned head is super lame. Do you get, does water hit your head if you don't want it to? Yeah, well, when you're washing your head. So, like, you're taking your nice hot shower, like, oh, I need to turn this cold so I can stand to have it on my head. Just don't wash your head. Like, what, I mean. Don't wash my head. It is, is it so I understand that you don't secrete. I know, but but is it so important that every square inch of you be washed every day that you have to do it? You can't skip a day, even if it means agony. No, man. I, There's oil and okay. shit. Who you, who you got to impress for that 24-hour period? The guy at Trader Joe's? My pillow. Okay. Making headlines. You could just get another... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. You 
could get another pillow for the night. This is, or you could just keep an emergency. <laughs> this is my grease pillow. Sunburn pillows. <laughs> mm. I'm just covered with aloe and head grease. Aloe. My head is, my head gets gross really fast. That's I feel sorry for people when they're like, oh, Mr. Skullhead, hey, it's an KOL con is awesome. I totally want to rub your fuzzy head. And like, I don't think you, oh, you just did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You poor guy. In a lot of ways, though, what right does that person have to complain? You know? And they don't, but, uh, you know, they just look <laughs> disgusted. And I feel like, I feel bad that I didn't try harder to save them from that faith. You know, sometimes my girlfriend will come up and, like, run her fingers through my hair vigorously and be like, ah, dandruff. It's like, I, I was just fucking sitting here. Like, <laughs> that is all you. Really, it's not all her. It should. It's it's all me and my ridiculously poor hygiene. But you know what? Ain't slowing me down any. Never stopped me from getting busy. I mean, I mean, except that one time that I just described. Probably. Right. It never stopped you from doing your your business. <laughs> How is it that getting busy, getting down to business, and doing your business are three very different things? Hmm. Yeah, because it's like sex, work, and pooping. Is that? Yeah. I don't. I've doing your business as pooping seems more like a th- only a thing that a dog does. Oh yeah, I don't, you know you can say now now poo comes do your business because you can't say like now dog shit. I guess you could you could train your dog to just know that word. Yeah, but then it would get confused with sit and shit, especially if you're Sean Connery and it's your dog. Mm-hmm. And you're the man that has the dog now. <laughs> I don't know. Man, you know what I got is a garage full of, uh, let's see, uh, 2,400 liters of beanbag chair stuffing. Well, well, why? Uh, because uh, for, for ZapCon, we are putting together the Atari Freakout Lounge, uh, hmm. which is going to have not one, not two, not four, not eight. Not nine, but ten beanbag chairs that my mother has made, and that we are gonna have a frustrating time filling with all of this filling, apparently. Because apparently, filling a beanbag chair is a giant pain in the ass because of static electricity and shit. Yeah, static electricity ruins everything. I bet we can figure out how to do it. Uh, let me. I'm gonna find you this this copy from I believe Kmart's website. About shipping pants? No. I've seen it. Okay. So this is this is a sentence that was on Kmart's website about this uh, about this product. Bean bag factory bean bag chair bag of beans contains the bean filling for the bag style of chair. <laughs> you don't understand my bag style of chair. <laughs> yep. It is, was bagged style of chair. But it, <laughs> it's like... <laughs> There's this guy that only knows two words, and he was worried that that was going to render him unemployable as a copywriter. (laughs) But it didn't. He just needed a tiny amount of editing to make that into a thing that is technically a sentence. Uh, Editors cost money, though, and Kmart keeps their low, low prices by keeping their uh, low, low grammatical standards. Yeah, boy, are the prices low, low. Also, beanbag filling is a thing that is really impractical to order on the internet. It I would imagine because the volume versus weight for shipping. Yeah, so like you could you can get it. You can order it from Walmart, which I didn't want to do, um, but you can. You can order it for in store pickup, but that was going to take too long, 
anyway. Delivery was going to take too long. It would have been free if you buy more than $50 worth, which Jesus Christ did you. <laughs> um, and uh, it, like, yeah, you just can't really get like on Amazon. It is so expensive for whatever reason, like three or four times the cost it is at Kmart <laughs> and nothing has it on prime. I thought, you know, I, I would have just said, oh, sure. That's just a thing that you can't order on Amazon. But then I remembered that I regularly buy cat litter from Amazon Prime. <laughs> and I, I also once bought a dryer that was just free two-day delivery. Um, so, yeah, man. Now everything's a fucking add-on item, man. How dare they? And how dare they make this incredibly valuable thing slightly more expensive after seven years at the same price? I'm out. Somebody complained about that to me, and I pointed out that it's about the same price as Netflix is now. Yeah. And it has, like, it's a Netflix with all the shipping, too. So, yeah, I think that's fine. Yeah. I, I, mean, I feel I, like, though, a lot of the time, well, some of the time, like, you kind of have to look around uh, when you're doing the Prime stuff, because sometimes it will just be the price of the item plus shipping is the Prime price. So you're like, oh, this is only, <clears throat> this is $20 Prime. That seems perfect. And then you go look, oh, this one is $15 with $5 shipping. Yeah. Well, I mean, the I, I don't, I, to me, it's the consistency of the speed of the delivery that makes Prime practical for a lot of things that I would otherwise just like walk to the store for. Do you have um, a distribution center near you? Um, in Phoenix, it's better, I think, a little bit than it is in San Francisco. In San Francisco, it pretty regularly takes two or three days. But in Phoenix, often I'll order something in the morning and it will just show up that afternoon, Dang. which is fucking crazy. It, that doesn't happen consistently enough that you can rely on it. But it like, you know, it's just a thing where it's like I never at this point in my life, I feel like just because I kind of have my shit together, I never need toothpaste so bad that I can't wait two days for toothpaste. You also don't brush your teeth when your gums are sunburned, so. That's true. <clears throat> I mean, it fucking hurts. Yeah. Man, that would be the worst. What, would, what What? could you even do? It's not even skin. How does it even get sunburned? How to get burned? No, you. Uh, it's when you're talking and laughing a lot outside. Mm, okay. We had a long it's discussion tricky. at dinner uh, two nights ago about whether whether teeth were bones, and I insisted that they were not, and the girls insisted that they were. And then Google answered us, they are not bones, but they are part of the skeleton. So everyone was right. Because everyone was able to reframe their initial argument in such a way that made it so they were right in light of the evidence. Yeah. Well, I think like being made out of bone is different than just being part of the stuff that's left over when all the skin and muscle is gone. Yeah. I think you were right. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, it's, I don't know what my teeth are. I just, I just have no idea. Like, every day I wake up and I smile at myself yeah. in the mirror and I say, what the fuck are those things? Hmm. You know, it's weird the number of things that remind me that I can't tell the difference between Nelly Furtado and Natalie Imbruglia. I don't remember which one of them does the song about being a bird and always fly away. Uh, it's Nelly Furtado. Because so many, so many sentences fit the meter of, I don't know where my home is, such as, I don't know what my teeth are, <laughs> which is why my brain started down the, and I've already forgotten which one you told me it was. 
and they're Which is not one of even, those things that you don't store. Yes, they're just not even similar. They're, they're also the subject of probably my least favorite, my least uh, like popular category of Twitter joke. Which is just essentially the joke that is a restatement about how I don't know which which is which between Nelly Furtado and Natalie Imbruglia. I, I can't understand why that wouldn't be more popular. <laughs> like, so the meme would be not sure if torn or don't know where my home is. Yes. <laughs> so it's like the old joke about having Alzheimer's or AIDS. Yep. Where it's just like, go take him to the edge of town. And if he finds his way home, he's Natalie Imbruglia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, that joke, that, that is such a mean spirited joke, I guess, but it's good. Like the, well, it's, but it's so ridiculous. It's just in that realm of a bizarre universe with rules that have nothing to do with the rules of our universe made so that you can tell that joke. And to me, that makes it fun. Yeah. It's like a, like the thing that is funny to me about the joke. And this is, I guess we're, I guess we tell this offensive joke so that the listeners have any idea what the fuck we're talking about. So an old man takes his old aged wife to the doctor and he says, doctor, can you, do you know what's, do you know what's wrong with her? And the doctor says, well, we've narrowed it down. She either has AIDS or Alzheimer's disease. And he says, well, what should, what should I do? And the doctor says drop her off outside of town if she finds her way home don't fuck her right. which the the thing to me that is funny about that is that's not the kind of advice a doctor would give you <laughs> right. like a doctor would recommend medication or something something that would benefit the woman and not the man that's the anyway yeah and a doctor would never have narrowed it down to alzheimer's or aids <laughs> right. <laughs> There's, I, I don't think that there is. Yeah, that like probably there are there are two diseases with just a laundry list of of symptoms that would make it unclear. Like in the moment, but but not that. Like oh, that's the only way to test it. <sighs> like if. So she either has Alzheimer's or AIDS. Well, what should we do? Well, if somebody makes a quilt for her, change the locks. Like. Change the locks? Well, so that she can't leave the house. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> if somebody makes her Change a quilt, your locks so okay, that they sorry, lock on the inside. If somebody makes her a quilt, take away her driver's license. Oh man! Ah, the fucking hedge maze! I just learned in chat that the hedge maze pieces are also rendered upside down in Australia mode. <laughs> that is kind of beautiful. Well, you know, people get there; they'll they'll learn that they can turn it off, or they won't. And they'll leave, and they'll never play again. April Fool's. It's probably true. I do feel a little bad for people trying to figure out where the fuck you're supposed to click on anything in the tutorial today hmm. we could maybe have disabled that there but you know there's only 12 11 hours of it left that's how i count isn't it true in the uk then you're supposed to stop doing april foolsy stuff by noon oh i don't know i remember some people saying yeah so i logged in and i saw this thing on kingdom today and it seemed odd and it seemed like an april fool's joke but it's afternoon, so April Fool's is over. <clears throat> John Walker, uh, who is a writer for Rock Paper Shotgun, who I, I like a lot, uh, but who is 
getting grouchier and grouchier as he ages, spent the morning complaining about uh, April Fool's jokes and then complaining about a, a noisy bird <laughs> that was near him. So I think that guy just doesn't like anything anymore. And also, like, I'm no longer certain that the things that he de- decried about April Fool's are actually that big of a deal. If that's the threat. Are they better or worse than a, than a noisy bird? <laughs> Complaining about a noisy bird is... Like, I can understand at times why you would think, oh, I'll complain about a noisy bird. But, like, that they were here first, man. Like, yeah. It's like, maybe what they're complaining about is that you killed thousands of their young to build your house. Like. And why is your house made out of bird eggshells anyway? Well, because because it was the, the cheapest material that would provably support my bathtub. You should have made it out of bird bones instead, like ah, that yeah. car you made that one time. so lightweight. I never did make the car. I just collected bird bones. To rot in a bag under my sink. <laughs> oh, I remember the last post was like, now I just need to figure out how to clean them. <laughs> uh, uh, Mr. Skullhead, we have fun. And we make our own fun. Uh, do you want to answer some questions about the Kingdom of Loathing video game browser internet? Sounds lovely. Uh, C-Y-K-E, which I'm going to be charitable and pronounce as Psych writes why aren't there plenty of uh, <clears throat> why aren't there plenty of plant-based familiars that is a weird way to phrase something <laughs> why are there fewer than several uh, i have a nice <clears throat> little potted plant by my side and right now it's wondering why a rock gets to be a familiar uh you know i don't know we, we don't i don't think about plants a lot <laughs> i think about uh sir plants a lot it's one of the knights of the round table I think about Norplant a lot and whether it wouldn't be a, a, a possible shield against the sun for you. Wait, is Norplant, Norplant, the, <laughs> Norplant is the birth control that contributed to the madness of your ex-wife. Oh, no, no, no. I think that was the... Norplant is the... God, why the fuck did I think it was hair plugs? Because it sounds like hair plugs. And it's fucking your wife is either suffering from hair loss or that mean anything fertility. Uh, I think Norplan is the thing that gets implanted under your skin. The the shots yeah. are the things that make people crazy sometimes. Oh, OK. Apparently, that is not at all an uncommon reaction. Like a lot the of craziness. People, what's that for? For women who get that who get that birth control shot. Depo Provera. Um, like there are a lot of people go crazy. Like, yeah. yeah. Wow. I got that shot and it was like, cool that we didn't have to use condoms or whatever, but I was a total asshole for like three months. And I was like, fuck that chemical. Yeah. Like part of the reason that it is effective birth control is it keeps people from wanting to have sex in you. Mm -hmm. In you. (laughs) In you. Wow. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You're coming off of recording the, uh, the, the podcast for your giantest fetish community. Um, (laughs) you gotta, you got to make that terminology gear shift. Well, there are different schools of thought, you know, like I'll make love with you or I'll make love to you. I'll make love in you. Yeah. Like you want me to. I just tend to do it at you while you're sleeping. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll make love near you. So anyway, that's why there aren't plenty of plant-based familiars. I, 
But I mean, one thing about plants is that they're largely stationary, which I, you know, yet yeah, yes, so is a rock. Um, and a mosquito. But I think that's a joke you only do once. Yeah, I or, well, you know, a, a type it. of joke you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a joke you only, you only make it once and then repeat it. Uh, we also like, whereas a familiar is often a joke about a thing, we we now have like the florist friar, which is what forty eight jokes about a thing. Forty four women. Forty eight yes. jokes I hate about eight women. <laughs> Uh, and my second question, why isn't the show called Two Hours with Jick and Skullhead? Am I missing a reference? Well, I don't remember. It has just always been 10, 10 dozen, dozen minutes, minutes. Yeah, for some it, reason. Yeah. You know, because it was we were we were thinking 120 minutes with with Jick and Mr. Skullhead, but then 120 minutes was the name. That was you're, you're only going to spend 120 minutes with Matt Pinfield and maybe Kennedy. Was Kennedy on 120 minutes? No, I think it was just Matt Pinfield. Was she just a VJ? Yeah, <clears throat> she was a VJ with a VJJ. Now, I'm so sorry. Now MTV just has. You're sorry for implying that Kennedy has a vagina. I'm sorry for using the term VJJ. Oh, I see. I was immediately sorry. <sighs> um. Yeah, that was the reference. Storm Dragon says, "Do you prefer cats of dogs? Why? <laughs> I've never met one, but." It's raining cats of dogs out here. Uh, I li- I like a cat. I like one particular cat. That's my pet preference. Is my cat mm-hmm. Ada? Ada the cat is her full name. <laughs> I've been slowly understanding why people have dogs. Because I didn't get the dog that I have because I wanted a dog. I got the dog because I thought. My son should grow up with a dog, so I would just kind of put up with it. Yeah. But, yeah, he grows on you. I like him. I, you know, <clears throat> I like... And my cat is kind of an asshole. I like dogs, and I understand. Like, I, I really like my cat, but a lot of the reason that I like my cat is that is the same reason that it is very difficult for me to... And one reason that I'm very lucky right now, it is very difficult for me to find a, like a relationship with a woman that really works with the way that I live my life. Sure. Um, Which is to say that like, I'm going to just work most of the time and play video games most of the rest of the time. And we'll hang out some and we need to both be okay with that. And that's a cat in a nutshell, right? The cat is excited to see me for a couple minutes when I come home from being at work for a long time, but mostly because she wants some food. And then once I give her some food, she kind of leaves me alone until I go to bed and then she snuggles up on the bed and it's cute. Mm. Like, and that's fine. That is a fine relationship with a pet. I like dogs, but I'm just not. And I used to think like someday I will have the kind of life where it makes sense for me to have a dog. But the more time that passes, the more I'm like, you know, I keep thinking that that's a thing that's going to happen someday, but it, it I never phrased it as a thing that I want someday, and I'm not really moving towards it, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe if I have kids and I have to stop moving around so much, you know, because kids, <laughs> I plan on having kids that are very much like the Lilliputians in Gulliver's Travels. So you'll wake up tied down yeah, to the- I have to stop moving around so much. <laughs> <clears throat> I grew up with dogs and I definitely like 
I remember, you know, you and I having this argument a lot of times about why, like, you couldn't understand why somebody would like a dog. And I said, well, because dogs are fucking great. Like, they actually like you. Um, but, they, you know, the thing is, do- like, cats don't like you. Like, your cat would eat you if it was big enough. Like, just hands down. No question about it. Your cat would oh, torture yeah. you to death and then eat you if it were big enough. Your dog would love you even if you were a child murderer. <laughs> you know, so I don't know that either of those is really like. Yeah, I mean, when people say like a dog's love is unconditional and shit are like, yeah, but it's just because they're real stupid. Yeah. Right. It's not like they see the true beautiful spirit in you and that's what they love they're just like you pet me and give me food and like let me outside to poop so you're okay in my book buddy and like my contention has always been that cats are significantly dumber than dogs and so that was uh cats have like a two-year-old intelligence like a human two-year-old and dogs have a three-year-old like an actual human three-year-old that they're holding hostage and forcing yeah. you to feed them. See, that's fucking smart. That is planning. That is execution. Mm. <clears throat> like, your cat is so dumb that it doesn't understand that you do not want to eat the ass of this mouse that it brought you. And doesn't know why or that you are grossed out by it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that's a, a dogs know that, too. You think? <clears throat> I'm pretty sure dogs get fooled by that, too. Yeah. I mean, what I think happens is, right, we breed over years dogs that, like, seem like they're experiencing shame when they destroy something. Because that's a thing that we can relate to as people. But, like, they don't learn anything from it. Right? Right. Like, so it's not, I don't know, shame is a tool. I mean, they can tell when, when you're, like stomping around and yelling that you're mad yeah and and they react by kind of getting kind of looking ashamed because that makes you feel better well yeah it makes them not a makes them not a threat to the alpha dog right i mean it's they don't want to get all blustery yeah Postman27 says, Dear Jake and Company, I'm really enjoying all three avatar paths and how different each of them play from the others. Do you plan on expanding out the mythos of the three characters in other content, or are their stories pretty much told within the avatar paths? Sincerely, Postman27. I don't... I don't have any real specific plans for anything. Yeah. I, I mean... Like, it seems like most of the backstory for those guys is told in the stuff that you wrote for the boss fights in them. And that's fine, I think. Yeah, I don't know how much more you need to know about those dudes. Maybe we'll go back at some point and do an adventure where they're all friends and you're back in the time when they were all hanging out together. Ooh, like a time travel adventure. Yeah, maybe we. Could, maybe there'll be a maybe there'll be a content path at some point that's in the past. Maybe we could make a new familiar that was like <clears throat> a time travel plant. <laughs> time bush. A time, uh, you know, just time. Well, there could be two different versions of T-H-Y-M-E. time bush. One for the nighttime and one for the daytime, and they could be the PM bush and the AM bush. <laughs> ah. <laughs> 
Joy says, how do you celebrate Waka. April Fool's Day in real life with the co of Jick and Co? Uh, boy, not even like today I'm going to uh, drive a sheaf of paperwork over to the accountant's office. Um, that sounds exciting. Yeah. And then I'm, g- I'm just going to show up there, just throw it in a trash can, be like, April Fool's, leave, go to jail. <clears throat> I'm, I'm not really going to do that. What are you going to do today? I'm going to go to the Goodwill because it's $1.50 Tuesdays. And I'm going to look and see if there's any stuff to buy. Are you looking at clothes? Uh, In other words, when you get to the Goodwill, will you go towards men's? (laughs) Yes, indeed. I'll be hunting in the Goodwill toward men. (laughs) For, for men. For men's clothing. Um, the Mighty Walrus says, Dearest Jick and Mr. Skullhead, comment, my killer bee familiar looks like a G in Australia mode. I grinned. Now, a related question. What is your favorite image slash location in Australia mode? Um, I kind of like the hole in the sky, just, or no, the beanstalk, uh, just because of the offset. Like, you can really tell in this mode which things are just image maps with clickable regions and which things are made up of individual images old school style um yeah because the the more modern ones are incomprehensible and the old ones just look goofy and like glitchy like the main map and the main map is kind of yeah cool. having the like the torn edges of the paper upside down on the top and the bottom yeah uh, and finally an unrelated question what would it take to get roy back in the podcasting lineup i'm having severe withdrawal symptoms man i miss his voice and his episode specific art uh, you know, we just never really got into the habit of recording Advice Hot Dog remotely. We haven't been in the same place consistently. And so, I don't know. You know, he he wants to do it. It's just Advice Hot Dog is a, is a thing that really has to happen regularly if it's going to happen at all. Because otherwise, we just don't get any questions. And we never really arrived at a gimmick that was sufficiently different from, like, the my brother, my brother and me gimmick of just answering questions from other people because they're funny and you can make fun of them on the internet. Uh, that really worked like we need like video games hot dog we don't need external feedback because we've always played and thought about and worked on video games every week and the KOL podcasts are driven by the questions you know what I mean that's just like shooting the shit or whatever advice hot dog is weird because it has a it like it, it it has a mission. It has an identity, which is a thing that we can't do unless we have questions and we just never get questions, especially mm. if we're not doing it regularly. And when you ask for questions, you get like 1% questions and 99% jokes about whatever word you used in the sentence where you asked for questions. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is fine. Shamu says, when you guys make new content, do you usually design the flavor, art, writing, that stuff around the mechanics, effects, skills, etc., or vice versa? We've talked about this in the past. It comes up every once in a while, and it's about a 50-50 split. Like, different individuals who work on the game approach that kind of stuff from different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, Spaghetti says, are your shoelaces untied? Hey, joke's on you. I'm not wearing any shoelaces. I'm not even wearing any shoes. I'm not wearing shoes either. You know, man, this, let's let's get uncomfortably personal for a minute. Um, oh yeah, I for the last like three months when it got rainy and 
I couldn't walk to the rock gym in my flip-flops and then just change into my, you know, shit you got to wear to do that stuff and then walk back. Started putting on shoes with socks and fucking walking in the rain. And then every time I put my shoes and my socks in the little cubby, I thought, don't put those socks back on. You'll get athlete's foot because that's just a thing that my dad told me, which is like, that is one way to get athlete's foot is to take off socks let them sit out and then put them back on. And I don't know if that's true or huh. not, or if that just means that what you're not doing is putting on dry, fresh socks all the time whenever you put on socks, which is a way to prevent athlete's foot. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking, God damn it. Twice a week, I'm going here, taking off some socks. I'm walking around the floor of a fucking locker room with no shoes on. And then I'm putting some fucking socks back on. And sure enough, fucking athlete's foot came back which I was plagued with for years and years and years until I finally was like, fuck it. I am going to be one of those assholes who just wears cargo shorts and flip flops all the time. And then it instantly went away and did not come back until like a week ago. And God damn it. Did I not miss this shit? So you, you're just about ready though, weather wise to get back into your, your flip flops. Yeah. The problem, the problem in San Francisco is that the streets are filled with like broken glass and hobo shit. And so uh-huh. flip-flops are impractical long-term. But I'm in Arizona for like a month, during which I am not going to put on a single shoe the entire time. That's actually not true because I got to move a lot of arcade cabinets around next week. And that's not a thing you want to do with flip-flops. More than once. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, but yeah, so that was, that was gross. And there's nothing for it. There's nothing for it. Nothing works. Nothing works except not wearing shoes. You know, the only thing that worked when I had some kind of foot rot was to spray Lysol on my feet before I put my socks on and then to spray Lysol in my shoes and make sure that I didn't wear the same pair of shoes two days in a row. Yeah. And, and you know, that cleared, <clears throat> cleared it right really up. I only have one adequate pair of shoes, which is a thing that, man, also. Yeah, that, that makes a huge difference, rotating the shoes. Yeah. Oh, like wearing them backwards, wearing the left one on the right foot and the right one on the left foot. No, just like 90 degrees each time. (laughs) So like three out of four times you wear your shoes, it's really uncomfortable. But that fourth time. (laughs) It's that fourth time feels real good compared to the other three. Exactly. You can say about it, man. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about doing a thing that is going to probably result in me having to come crawling back to you with my tail between my legs and apologize which is to uh buy some fucking normal ass old people tennis shoes hmm do a lot of walking actually i'm just gonna get another pair of hiking shoes so i can just seem like a crunchy hippie asshole who cares about his Hmm. podiatric health (laughs) You got to go to a podiatrician to get your feet worked on. Hexatomb says, I still want the chance to fight dinosaurs when using the shore. Oh, because the dino shore. Ha ha. And also polys. <laughs> Just a bunch of polyamorous nerds. That's <laughs> the poly. You have come to the, the poly, poly shore. shore. God. There, every adventure is fighting someone who asks you if you're polygamous and when you say no, they proceed to harshly judge you while telling you that you shouldn't judge them. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Polly's. That's been my entire experience with all of your ilk. 
Uh, Damned Fish writes, I just wanted to say that as an Australian, I found the whole Australia mode thing extremely funny. Bravo. Well, have a kookaburra billabong. (laughs) I was thinking about that, and I almost put that in the... So that was from when we went to... You were at that water park, right? The Australia theme water park. Where... uh, Pantsless and I spent an entire several trips around the lazy river just making fun of the faux Australian announcers that would tell you different things about features of the water park. Yeah. Uh, but then I thought it might be offensive <laughs> to post that in the trivial update. Have a kookaburra billabong. I'm pretty sure that it's okay to make fun of Australians as long as you're not making fun of the aboriginal Australians. It's okay to make fun of anybody that's white, right? But it's not okay yeah. to make fun of Asians anymore. Which is honestly a thing that I used to be kind of bemused by. Like, why the fuck is it okay to make fun of Asians? Now Colbert gets yelled at. Yeah. I think he gets yelled at by people who... Well, here's the thing. The the people who were offended acknowledge that what he was doing was satire. And like, yes, we know that he's making fun of this racist guy and he's not being racist himself and but then they said that doesn't excuse it i said that is the very definition of excusing it well like nope never okay for him to say racist things even if he's satirizing somebody who's racist like the fuck it's not it depends on it depends on whether you you think that I think there is a possibility, and I don't know to what extent this is really true, but I think there is a possibility that there are people that don't understand that Colbert's shtick is a shtick. Mm-hmm. Right? There are there are dumb ultra conservative people who think of his show as a as a balm to the Daily Show and not you know a sister. Uh-huh. And it in in that case, I can see the argument that like, I, you know, I just it, it always goes back to like whether or not it was OK for me to make racist ish, racist ish, racist jokes about like, eh, you know, black people can't swim or whatever on the radio. And the only argument against it from my from my ex-wife was that you don't know like to to do something as satire is fine and like i don't think that stephen colbert is a racist right he's absolutely not a racist whether or not those people have a right to complain about it and whether or not they have a point kind of depends on what proportion of the audience gets what he's doing and what proportion is likely to use it to reinforce their own actual racism. And this is a thing that you hear comedians talk about sometimes, like somebody, you know, some like, they'll make a handful of racist jokes in an act. This is one anecdote that I don't remember who the comedian was in particular, but, you know, he had a couple racist jokes in his act. And then afterwards, like a guy came up to him and was like, I'm with you, brother. And like, just deliberately raises his arm to reveal his swastika tattoo. It's like, oh, you know, I'm going to stop making those jokes because even if only one guy is using these jokes as ammo to fuel their bigotry, that's one too many. Yeah. And, I, you know, 
I'm not saying that I agree with that. I'm not seeing that I agree with that. Huh. But I'm also not going to say that you shouldn't have the discussion about it, right? It, like, yeah, with this, it seemed though more like it's just not okay for anyone who's not Asian to use an Asian slur, regardless of what the context is. And I hate that argument. That's the like Mark Twain yeah. was a racist argument. Like, if man, fuck that. Like. He was making fun of the guy who's the lead, who's the owner of the Washington Redskins, who refuses to entertain the notion of changing the name of the team, but started a like Native American charity. He's like, that's funny that you should do that because I'm starting a Ching Chong Ding Dong charity. They're like, and it's obviously silly too. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think the target of your humor is the, is way more important than the words that you're saying. And he's not, his target was not Asian people at all. But then people say, well, if that wasn't his target. How come he's using that language? Like, because if he had said like the nigger coalition, he would have been killed. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Cause like, those people are dangerous and they have guns. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, th- th- the only reason that I am more inclined to not just dismiss those people as cranks, which I mean, I think I am inclined to dismiss them as cranks, but I do think it's weird that, and I've observed as much for years that it's, it's weird that you can just make fun of Asians in a way that you can't make fun of black people. I mean, part of that is because Asians are doing fine, right? Like this is why you can make fun of Australians because Australians are fine. Like it's not we we haven't like systematically created a society in which the odds are stacked against Asians. Yeah. And, you know, we either have or have not done that about black people. Probably have. Right. (laughs) We did enslave Asians for a while, but they got better. Well, we paid them. What's wrong with you, black people? We didn't pay them a lot, but we paid them a little bit. Man. (laughs) I was listening to... I forget what the context was. It was either like a TV interview or like a stand-up album from where Anthony Jeselnik or Jeselnik was talking about the standards and practices of some television show, saying like... they, They were looking over his act, and they were saying like... The only thing that you need to change because it's offensive is that you can't describe this Chinese person as working at a laundry. And he edited it to say building a railroad. <laughs> and they approved that. Uh, and that like that. Anyway, so I'm going to read this question. Hey, guys, after thinking this game was cool 10 years ago, I promptly forgot about it until the past month. I'm now on my third ascension and have been enjoying a pretty rad experience so far. As a new player, I can definitively say, no, I can definitely say that clicking on the guys in the palindrome is a way stronger method of keeping me from spoiling myself in the wiki. Non-combats are neat, but clicking on stuff is fun to do and adding more things to click on makes me feel like I'm both asserting my adventure agency and discovering stuff on my own. I've just tried finishing the talisman via pirates for the first time, and it felt like a gross min-maxer because of how good the new content is written. The Red Zeppelin is insanely powerful and good. I'm also glad that you guys have leave some of the stuff that you 
you made 10 years ago in the game. Seeing how your design philosophy has changed between zones is super interesting. Thanks for the good gaming emotions and see you at ZapCon. This uh, this insight and commentary comes to you courtesy of Come Dude. That's a Reddit syndrome right there. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> Thanks, Come Dude. So, do you think... I hope he has a multi that's like stuffed cat anus. Do, do you think that he means the act or the product? Because <laughs> that's one of, like, that's the thing that bothers you about nut, right? That it's nut. a single word for the act and the product. And the source. I guess you don't like, oh, he totally kicked me in the cum. I guess you don't ever say he kicked me in the nut either. No. Well, like maybe really if, small feet. If, you're, if you only have <laughs> one. Chinese princess kicked me in the nut. <laughs> um, you know, because they bound. Her. Yeah, like if you kicked Lance Armstrong in the nut, I think that would be all right. Hitler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hitler. Wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> this is the stakes are higher than a ball kicking contest between Lance Armstrong and Hitler. <laughs> I was trying to like busier than a one-legged man in an ass kicking contest. Uh, <laughs> Bigger, busier than a one-balled man in a getting kicked in the balls contest. Yeah. <clears throat> that is not uh, a contest I would enter. Yeah, because even when you win, you lose, right? Silent Tristero writes: How do you decide if you're going to make new art for a new item or use old art? Well, for items, a lot of it is how much of a mood I'm in to make new item art, uh, whether there is something that is exactly what I would draw if I was going to make new item art that is new enough that the line weight is correct. Um, going through and revamping stuff, it's weird because there are some things that like people really like old art that is super just stands out like a sore thumb to me in terms of just being Mm. inconsistent, which I know that that's a thing that doesn't bother most people as much as it bothers me or maybe anybody, but it's still people get over it. Eddie Spaghetti writes regarding pasta thralls, does dismissing a pasta thrall reset its level as well? Or can I summon the same thrall at the level it was before it was dismissed? No, it doesn't. uh, It doesn't lose levels anymore. Hexatomb suggesting an avatar of Susie or her sister. More like Susie and her sister, am I right? Hey. Susie and her banshees. <clears throat> uh, allowing the use of five house familiars throughout the run at a time. Food is making her cupcakes. No, food is her making cupcakes. Cupcake stand is where the cosmic kitchen is. Does she make cupcakes? Is there something about Susie, Susie and cupcakes? Not, a, not that I know of. Maybe you just thought there would be there should be more cupcakes in the game. Hmm. And then Hexatomb also uh, talks about uh, 3D printed Pez dispensers. Looks like the head, just the head is being printed. Just just the head. Uh, but close. <laughs> uh, Wack writes, any plans to sell KOL to Facebook so I can suddenly tell everyone my status when I like an adventure in the haunted pantry? I don't have a Facebook. Yeah, that's why you don't know. That's why you haven't seen pictures of me at the City Museum, Hexatomb. Pobblebox says, I don't know if I have this right, and I don't mean to criticize, but I get the impression from things you've said on the radio shows that you felt that Sneaky Pete wasn't really all that you wanted it to be. Is that the case? And to be clear, I'm having a lot of fun with it as it is now. Would you ever go back and add in new elements or change things about the way it works? If so, would it be before or after the season ended? No, I mean, I would not say that Sneaky Pete wasn't really all that I wanted it to be. 
what I would say the problem that I have with it, and it's not even really a problem, it's just a feeling about it, is that I never really got to where I wanted it to be a thing. Like, there never really was anything that I wanted it to be, and that's why I think I never got, I never felt a sort of like a whole satisfaction with it. But people people like it and it is not a thing that that the player base i think generally feels is categorically worse than anything else and so i mean it's fine like this is just this is just me being neurotic about it right like it's not it's fine it doesn't need anything i don't think Mm -hmm. because like i don't know what it would be and that that's and i think that's the problem like when i when I look at it and I think, yeah, I don't know what I would change to make myself feel better about this. I think that indicates that the problem is just with me and not with it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Baz Brian says, KOL actually streams really well for an audience of experienced players. Did none of you watch Lilac stream his four-day age of Joris runs? I learned quite a bit from them. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I know, but that's not what we're talking about, right? Like, we, we, we often lament... And this is also probably not a big deal, but we often lament that KOL is a thing that is just really marketing resistant. Hmm. And even as the model for what marketing for video games is changes and moves weirdly in the direction of YouTube... Like, we still don't make stuff that works in that medium for someone. Like, like yes, it, it anything streams really well. Anything is comprehensible to someone with an already extant deep comprehension of it. Right? Of course. But it is very, very hard. It is hard to even say to someone why KOL is good. Right? And... And harder still to show them. And I mean, it's it's not a big deal. Like everything is everything is fine, right? It's just more of an observation about the state of the things that we make. You know, it's like we have the same sort of problem that like every book that has ever been written has. Right? Which is that, you know, you just you just can't like the way people find out about movies is they watch a preview at the beginning of another movie and you just you just can't you just can't make a cinematic trailer for a novel. Like, okay, so just don't, I guess. Like, <laughs> this no- novels are still good. I think the problem is that when you start playing KOL, your experience with it is substantially different from someone who spent three years playing KOL. <clears throat> so, like, on the Reddit, Reddit slash R slash KOL, somebody posted... I just started this game and I'm not sure what to do. What I mean, what do you guys do? And there were a lot of responses like, okay, well, first you got to max out your blah, blah, blah. And then you got to make sure you get this thing and that thing. And then you want to shave two or three runs off your day by doing this and that. And my advice was, don't worry about playing optimally or how fast you're progressing through the game. This is your first time through. Read all the text and laugh at the jokes. And if you see a mechanic that looks exploitable, go for it and like experiment and have fun. And then if you feel like you have enough fun, then you're going to feel like doing it again. And then you can start thinking about how to get better at it. 
but it seemed like everybody in that thread was they couldn't even imagine how you would play this game if you were just starting to play it. Yeah. Because the 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 like enjoying the text and like not caring how fast you go is not what they've done for years. You know, we also though, like I do wonder sometimes if we've been a little too stingy with the way that the sprawl of the game reveals itself to a new person. Like if you don't realize that there are five times as many zones available to you as are presented to you, if you don't poke around a little bit, it probably does seem like, well, what the fuck do I do next? Right. Yeah. Which I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like it's been a while since I just like made an account and played normal, like not, not a, not a challenge path. But like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's I think it's entirely possible that it would be a really good use of our time to just make a bunch more out of the way low level content that's mm. easy to poke around in. Because we don't, you know, I don't know. Like people think, well, there's this big stretch at level eight where you need all of this stuff to do. But like that's that's what experienced players need. And experienced players also have the benefit of, like, knowing where all the other stuff is. Right? And right. if you're not super concerned about going fast, like, you know, just pull a, you know, pull a Agua de Vida bottle and go play through that stuff or whatever. Right? Like, it's not, like, who knows? But, yeah, it's. It's kind of like first time World of Warcraft players seeking advice from like top tier end game raiders except that they're not segregated really mechanically because they are doing the same thing right, right. A, a person leveling through world of warcraft is you know spending a lot of time walking around looking at trees and a person raiding is like going to three specific places doing the same three specific things over and over and over again to you know build up an outfit or whatever whereas and a really experienced kol player is still playing through Cobb's knob every x days the way that a brand new player is it's supposed to and so you know i mean it's like it's just, it's the overall goal yeah. though yeah and i mean people are people are notoriously bad at like practical empathy right like hmm. honestly like understanding that someone else's goals are not the same as your goals and acting on that right like you can understand like oh well this person doesn't like the things that I like yeah that's fine whatever but it seems like it's an even more difficult step to say like well, how can we, how can we find some common ground? Right? Like, yeah. you know, there, there are easy things where it's like, well, how do we pick a restaurant? Cause I don't like fish and my, my girlfriend doesn't like hamburgers. Well, it's like, well, we can go to a place that has neither or both of those things. But <laughs> like for somebody who is always in a particular mode in a particular activity, like speed running, the things that they are thinking about are always like, how can I spend the fewest amount of turns in the smallest number of places as opposed to like, 
the actual goal of the new person, which is how can I see more new stuff and learn where more new stuff is? Sure. And, you know, we explicitly keep a lot of stuff out of the way of experienced players so that it can just kind of be fun and whatever, whatever we want it to be. You know, I mean, the game is better, I think, for inexperienced people than it was a long time ago because like stuff like the junk sprites or whatever, like the the new kind of out of the way optional things with really good, just just numerically powerful, but not Ascension important rewards in them. You know, like the drops in the daily dungeon are just like we put the power of those really high. And like when I'm playing, it's like, wow, these are great. Like this is way yeah. better food than I have because I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to be eating if I was going to play optimally. So rather than eating a bowl of cottage cheese, I'm eating a bowl of this chowder, which is three or four times as good. And like, yeah, that's great. That is great. Uh, let's see. The Reaper says on the topic of pirate insults, which came up last show, I don't think their swinginess is a problem at all. It's never that bad. And it's also no longer the official quest track way of getting the talisman. I think the pirates being swingy is one of the biggest impacts on leaderboard runs. And personally, I think that's fine. Well, right. I mean, you're going to think it's fine if it's you're not a person that's really affected by it. Um, Thanks to this game, says the champion. When I saw a copy of I Love Me Volume 1 at my library, I had to borrow it and give it a spin. After years on the internet thinking I've grown an immunity to having my mind screwed, I found a delightful book in which I have no idea what's going on, yet it all makes sense. Thanks, you guys. I didn't even know that was a real book. No kidding. You're saying no kidding I didn't know, or no kidding it is a real book? No kidding that that's an actual thing. I'm going to have to look on Amazon now. Ah, what? This is a great name. Smellvira writes... Dear Jake and Mr. Skullhead, have you ever considered intrinsic bonuses or penalties for having an empty equipment slot? Examples, plus 5% a knit for each empty accessory slot, because you're less jangly. Minus one cold resistance for not wearing pants. If this question has been asked 1,800 times already, my apologies. Thank you for the lovely game, Smellvira. It's a dangerous road to go down because we end up with the Kung Fu Hustler situation. If you don't know what the Kung Fu Hustler situation is, you really should uh, check out their first two albums. Skip the third one. That was a joke about that sounding like a band name. Huh. I Looking at I Love Me Volume 1, I think I may have to buy it. Oh, yeah? What is it? It's a uh, <clears throat> the Palindrome Encyclopedia written by S. Wordrow. S. Wordrow's Palindrome Encyclopedia interpreted and revealed by michael donner it says. okay uh just seems to be like a ridiculous exploration of palindromes hmm. works for me <laughs> you have our permission to skip this introduction so crank on in okay narcos huh. yeah this looks really cool thanks for letting me know about that dude and you can get it from a penny on amazon from a penny uh, you can get it with the price starting at one penny. Oh, sorry. Like you buy it from someone named Penny. <laughs> you can get it from Penny Arcade. Uh, How I Met Your Mother <laughs> Season 9 is what happens when I search for I Love Me Volume 1. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm, it's killing me that I haven't seen the last two episodes of How I Met Your Mother. Oh, wait. Really? And I've, I've already seen a fucking spoiler for it, but I haven't seen the episode Have itself. you? Do you watch that show? Uh huh. Is it good? I've actually suggested that you watch it several times. It's all right. Yeah, I mean, like, some of it is really silly, but then a lot of it is just really clever, rapid fire humor. It's, it's like, 
Arrested Development divided by Friends, I guess. Uh, Where they do a they do a lot of of the like dense humor, the like callbacks and nested flashbacks and stuff. So it's not just do like your basic sitcom. Okay. But it has that shape, you know, and it has a laugh track, which turns people off. But you know, I I thought it. I think it's great. I've watched all of it. What's the um? What's the premise of the show? Like, why does the end? Why does the last episode matter? I guess because he's finally going to meet the kid's mother. Is most of the show in flashbacks or something? Yeah, like the framing device for the show is that a guy is sitting, has like sat his two kids down in the living room to tell to tell them about how he met their mother, which like. For nine years of storytelling, it doesn't really make sense that he would, you know, tell his kids about all the girls he banged or all of the strippers that his friend Barney had sex with or any of is that shit. Is the kid, but is it's the guy fine. Jason Siegel? The, no, the guy is, um, the narrator is Bob Saget, but he's played by somebody else in the the actual series. Like a younger yeah, he's played by a young Bob Saget, which is weird. Okay, no, but I'm saying Bob Saget is like the Bob Saget is uh, is Columbo reading the story to Fred Savage. <laughs> right. Why is why why is Fred Savage the actor of Peter Columbo's? Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, but I wouldn't name. if I said Kevin because I don't know the last name of Kevin from the Wonder Years, and Kevin from the Wonder Years seemed like it was too on the nose. Um, okay. So, so Bob Saget is a, do you, is one of the characters secretly their mother? And the end of the series is a reveal of which character it is or. No, they just introduced the character who plays the mother in the last season. So most of it is just the women that he dates and the, the, the adventures he gets into while he's like getting to the point in his life where he's going to meet the mother and be ready to to be with her i think okay but but i'm so 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 a younger bob saget's character is a character in the flashbacks which take place at the bar with jason Segel and doogie and Willow. right and it, well like there are episodes that don't have the framing device at all it's just understood that we're still in the story that he's telling okay but you never see the mother in the in the framing device context, presumably until the last right. episode. I don't think you see the mother in the last episode either. In the framing device, you only see her in the flashback. So, but we hadn't seen her at all until the beginning of this okay, season. And is the show... The, do we know this? Like, are we, are we, say, meant to believe that maybe Allison Hannigan is your mother? No. Okay. After, like, the first... Every time they introduce a character, there, like, in the early seasons, there was this idea, like, oh, maybe this one is the mother. But then they pretty quickly go, and that's not your mother either. Like, that's how you're, how I met your Aunt Robin. And she's totally not your mom either. So keep sitting there, kids, because we're going to keep telling the story for nine years. I was impressed. Like, they filmed a bunch of... The kid, the two kids sitting on the couch at the beginning of the series, they filmed enough just kind of 
them reacting to what he's saying that the kids haven't aged over the entire course of the thing. Huh. And apparently they've filmed a, a finale with them nine years ago. And that's like not knowing, not, like not knowing how long it was going to run, but knowing at some point they were going to do that's, it. That's handy that they were able to do that. So I'm excited to see it. I'll watch it tonight and then I'll tell you either, dude, you should watch this show because, or I should say, or I will say, dude, don't ever watch that show because goddamn. I mean, do you think the last episode is going to, is going to make it or break it? No, I've had it. I've had enough fun with the series that I don't think it could be destroyed for me. Hmm. <sighs> uh, damned fish writes when doing the three quests for Shen Copperhead you find an elemental snake at the end of each one why are there two possible sleaze aligned snakes and only one of each other element um, well because I wanted six snakes and then as I was putting the six snakes for Pete's sakes six snakes uh, six slick snakes uh, they they were lending themselves to elemental affinities, and then I just was like, eh, let's do one of each. Oh, wait, there's six. Let's do two sleeves, because I had already decided that there was going to be a snake in the hole in the sky and one in the frat house. Hmm. I think the fratult snake was the only one that I actually named. Well, you named the the one in the hole in the, hole in the sky, like, this is a snake with, like, ten heads. Oh. <laughs> I just used that as the right. name. Um... I think I actually drew ten heads. Would have been funnier to do nine or so because nine is like ten. Um, and also uh, for new people, and this doesn't make any sense, but the frat one might not be there. But then it fucking turns okay. out that well, because if you if you've already started the war and bombed the frat house back, Ooh. it's not going to give you the frattlesnake as one of the as one of the options. But what you can do is fucking start it and then finish the war and then not finish the other quest. And so that's why the Frattle Snake just nonsensically appears in the bombed out version of the Frat House. So you can eventually close that quest down. Uh, huh. But you are stuck there until you finish the war if you don't. Um, but yeah, that was why. Oh, let me see. Blitznick says, Hey, first off, I just want to thank you guys for all you do in the game. You work hard to come out with new content and fun things for the players and you do these podcasts, which I find excellent. Listening to the Feb 10th show uh, podcast brought up something, though, and I felt that even though it's been a little while, it's the same basic thing. The Punk Rock Giants description comes as a shock, I suppose. It's not that it offends me or makes me want to quit or anything that drastic, but I'm not used to seeing words like slut thrown about. Usually it's disguised in a way. Anyways, just my two cents. Once again, thanks you, thanks the, thanks so much for everything, and I hope you guys have wonderful days. Is that just a reference to something that people don't recognize yeah the the tagline for the band the dwarves the punk band the dwarves is recognize the dwarf the dwarves slut so it says it regardless of what your gender is because that's that's just their band's tagline so i mean i feel like that's just a use of that word in context that wouldn't wouldn't be used without that kind of literal context and I guess if you're a female player and you have encountered that for the first time and have no idea what the referent is, then you would think that we had just put in a, a gender-based insult? Huh. Maybe maybe it should say something else. Yeah. Recognize the giant whore. Yep. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm I don't. So pleased I don't with feel myself for putting that in. Really strongly about it, one way or another. Because I didn't get it either, but I assumed that it was just a reference to something. But then there was no way for me to check because, uh-huh. like, I don't know that you can do a Google search for like recognize the X slut. Uh-huh. Like, oh, this is just this is just this skank that will come to your house and test your MDMA for you. <laughs> mm. Hey, uh, do you want to go uh, to the accountant's office? Ooh, that sounds really exciting. That's more exciting than going to the Goodwill. Actually, I should go to my accountant's office first and then see if I have enough money to go to the Goodwill. (laughs) She's going to say, nope, today you should probably just dumpster dive. That's kind of like going to Goodwill, except it's Goodwill is a somewhat cleaner dumpster. Yeah, I'm a freegan. (laughs) Actually, there's no freegan way that I'm a freegan. Never mind. (laughs) <laughs> oh man this was great this was great it's been a while but we got our energy i think just like alvin and the chipmunks it's been a while but we're back with style back with style uh possibly back in style back up style possibly <laughs> possibly back through style i'm having trouble with prepositions today i'm having trouble about prepositions today wow all right, yeah, we can take off. Were you saying that you wanted to leave? Was that your hint? Yeah, kind of. I mostly just because I have to pee, and we're close enough to the time when we could stop doing the show that it doesn't make sense to take a break. It makes more sense for me to just go pee at the accountant <laughs> while she's asleep. I'll, I'll make water with you, to you, at you. Truly, madly, deeply. Uh, all right, we'll see you next time then, folks. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Mr. Skullhead, and I'm leaving. I'm Jick, and I'm already gone.